Welcome back to Diamond Niners Weekly. We are live on a Thursday night talking Charlotte 49ers baseball. This is Nick. I'm joined, as always, by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Producer Brad. Hey, hey. And everybody say hello to a right fielder, Cam Fisher, straight out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Straight out of Knoxville, baby. Man, I'm so thankful for you guys, man. Thank you for having me on. Well, we are we are live and rolling here. Um, got a little little delay here. It sounds like you guys had a little snag in traffic getting up there to Norfolk, but you are in Norfolk as we speak. It sounds yes, like sir. you had an awesome dinner, and so you're all fueled up for the right. Oh, absolutely. Um, we got a focus bunch this week. We got we know we got a mission. We got a tough mission ahead of us. But, uh, man, we got a focus group. We got a focus group this week. Okay, man, that's awesome. Um, just um, we give everybody just just trying to let everybody get to know the players as as you guys come on here. Um, just talk to us a little bit. Start off by giving us a little bit of your background as far as your um, your career and your baseball life, and just just how you how you got started. So it's funny. I actually grew up in a town about an hour up the road from Charlotte, and uh, it's a big you know it's a small town but it's big on football so I actually grew up playing football um when I was young but as I got older started playing baseball you know found out that you know I'm I like I kind of like baseball a little more I'm not getting you know hit in the head and sore shoulders and all that and so I was 10 or 11 years old moved over to Knoxville and uh man Knoxville's big on baseball and I figured you know all my buddies are playing it I'm gonna keep on playing it and you know, I grew, I got bigger and started to realize, man, I could, I think I got a chance I could maybe take this somewhere. And so, you know, Ole Miss gave me a, they gave me a shot out of high school. Um, went there my freshman year, you know, didn't have the year that I wanted, but, you know, I learned so much from that program, from Coach B, Coach Clem, all the guys over there that I was around. Um, took that to Walter State my sophomore year. And I think that's really where it started to click. You know, I belong here. You know, I can play. I can play this game. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard the stories of Coach Shelton at Walter State. Man, he taught me so much about the game and about life and, you know, how to go through life and handle adversity in the game and stuff like that. And, you know, I was fortunate enough for Coach Bick to reach out to me and give me an opportunity to play here. and. Man, I've tried to take everything I've learned those first two years and bring them here with me. And you know, I'm so fortunate to have the guys I have around me here, the guys, coaching staff I have around me here. It's been so supportive, man. All the fans here have been so supportive of us. And man, I'm just so thankful to be in the situation that we're in right now, being in beautiful Norfolk, Virginia. Man, it's just, it's a blessing, man. I did, I could have never seen where baseball's taken me five, six years ago to where I am now, man. It's, it's pretty surreal. It's pretty surreal. You do look like you're you're having a lot of fun out there, Cam. You always have that that look on your face, like you know, you're just you're just you're just playing a game, you know, just just having fun with it. So, so we prepped we prepped you for this before before we got on. Um, but you you brought up you brought up Coach Shelton and you brought up uh, Walter State and JUCO. Um, you got it. You got a JUCO story that that um, that will work on a family friendly show. <laughs> Well, man, when people talk about, you know, the the JUCO grind, like the JUCO lifestyle, man, it's real. 
you know, you don't always have the, I guess the funding or the, the resources that we have, like we have at Charlotte, like other programs have. So, you know, a lot of times you got to make do with what you got. So coach Shelton's a master at that and whatever, whatever we got to do to get the job done, we're going to do. So we got a week and I think it's the end of October, right before we go off start finals preparation, all that. So we called it something different, but it was a conditioning test week where, uh, you know, we have these days. It's usually four or five days of the week where we are, we'll practice and then we get after it conditioning wise. They're called tennis courts. And so usually weather is pretty nice, but there was one day. I remember this day specifically at the end of tennis court week. It was freezing rain, you know, sleet, probably 38 degrees in Morristown. It gets cold and uh, couldn't get on tennis courts. So we brought it out to the field. And we go through our routine, pretty normal, pretty normal warm-up. So he stops everything. And, you know, he's got that look in his eye that the man is saying about to be good. And he brings out three benches from the dugout. Puts one in right, puts one in center, puts one in left. Three med balls to go with it. He's got the whole bag of toys with him. So, man, this ain't about to be good. So we start. First thing he does is he's got to demo this drill that we're about to do. And first thing he does, Shelton's not the – he's a big dude. He's a big dude. And we see him take off for the foul line. Dead sprint. Gets to this, gets to our bench, shows us what we're going to do, and he's hopping over this bench back and forth like this, showing us what we're going to do. So we get there, and we've got our freshmen going first. Our redshirt dudes are up. They're getting ready to go. We do come into the end of the gasser in left field and where you're jumping over the benches. First dude gets up there. Legs are jello because we're exhausted. He doesn't make it over the bench. And so he trips, falls, everybody's laughing. Shelton has his, his video camera filming this dude fall over the bench and like pretty much in a full pass out laughing at this dude with the video camera looking over him just like horse laughing but you know when people talk about you know mental toughness and juco man you just got to wear that one that's just one of those juco bandits man different breed different breed man did that video make it make it out anywhere i'm not sure i know he has it on his phone and i know he's got a (laughs) stockpile of other ones just like it but man just so many. I mean, I got so many good memories from Walter State, man. So many. That's awesome. Um, fast forward a little bit to, to this past week. Um, you guys have, have played three home games in three different ballparks over the past week. Yeah. Um, the Hayes, obviously, and and then we played uptown at Charlotte. And then last, on this past Tuesday at Kannapolis. Talk a little bit about uh, playing in some minor league parks over the past week or so and um you had a big night on tuesday talk a little bit about that if you can uh it's a different vibe playing in those parks man it feels like whenever you get there you especially at truest man you're playing for your city and that was the first thing that coach Woodard told us man like this is our town you know it's gonna be a packed house it's gonna be a lot of people from charlotte there like this is our city and so like you get out there you see the skyline man it's beautiful it's beautiful behind the field um 
man, I, get, I got goosebumps right now looking at it. Just thinking about it, man, it's just a different vibe at those big league parks because, you know, you want to be there. You know, you dream to be there one day, and, you know, you've got these guys that are, you know, older that have been through it and that are playing there, just established, you know. You look in those lockers, man, you want to be there one day. You know, you want to have that opportunity to play there. So, you know, playing there, just Canapolis, Truist, man, it's a different it's a different vibe whenever you go there because you know that those guys, man, special. Now, be careful, Cam. Coach Bick has entered the chat. Welcome, so Coach Bick. Hey guys, what's up, Cam? What's up, Coach? <laughs> Keep going. So, I'm just watching. For those of you who are seeing the video here, they're they're in their respective hotel rooms in in, in Norfolk. Uh, they literally just got in off the road, uh, so we appreciate them making time for us. What time did you guys leave Charlotte today? We left Probably at around three o'clock. Yeah, we left at three. No stops, straight through. Got to the hotel about two minutes before eight. So, and then That's unloaded, awesome. and you know all the stuff that goes with it. So, yeah, all all that all that stuff, all that gear. Well, cool. So, Cam, you're um, you, Kevin brought up your big night in K Town. Um, we were, we were having a discussion about this before you came on. Did did you change your walk up music? For, I did. For, did that happen? So let, let's talk. We need to get better when we bring players on about talking about walk up music because it's it's important. It's like talking to Toby and not mentioning his, the the high socks. You got to talk walk up <laughs> music. So you're 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 and I'm not going to get the name right, but you're you've been using. It's the name of the song is probably not Farmer's Daughter. Is it? It is Farmer's Daughter. Is it Farmer's Daughter? Okay, because your song, your walk-up music gets stuck in my head. There are two (laughs) players. There are two players whose walk-up music gets stuck in my head, and for different reasons. Yours and Hunter Baker's. Hunter Baker's. Hunter Baker's gets stuck in my head like some kind of computer virus. That that I can't that I can't get rid of, but yours is catchy and it gets in there. So so how did, how did you get that walk up? And then what precipitated the change on Tuesday night? So I brought that one out this summer. Um, that's honestly like one of my favorite songs of all time. And actually, I was trying to find a spot where like okay, I could walk up to this. And so I did it the first game that I got to Forest City this summer, and I loved it. I sing it. At, Every time I play it, I sing it walking up to the box. It's almost like a, it's like a calming feeling, but um, for some reason it just ran out of hits, um, ran out of hits last week. So I just felt I'm a big suit. I'm superstitious when it comes to between the lines. So, you know, I got, I had to find something that maybe had some hits in it. So I had a buddy that played at another junior college. It was like, okay, try this one, try this one. And it was Justin Timberlake's My Love. And I was like, all right, I can, I can get down with this. And so I brought it out at Kannapolis. And I was like, okay, I, I kind of feel this. And first two at-bats, two walks, nine pitches. I was like, okay, maybe this does have some good – this does have some good superstition in it. And then Coach Woodard puts on a hit and run, my third at-bat. And, you know, I hadn't been hitting the ball real well. And then I get a pitch that, you know, is – halfway another batter's box somehow sneaks in i'm like okay yeah i gotta stick with this because that's not really normal that's a sign like 
yeah, this is a bad, this is a song I gotta, this song I gotta stick with. This guy hits in it. So you're, you're, you're going to stay with Justin Timberlake for the time being until, until I feel like I need to switch up again. Then I'll go back to Farmer's Daughter. She doesn't know this, but you just became my sister's favorite Charlotte baseball player based on the Justin thing alone. Because I love Justin Timberlake. So does she. Um, and 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 always has. But so okay, so that that's that's good. But but we can we can still keep Farmer's Daughter in our playlist, right? Oh, absolutely. That's still my number one. That's still okay. my number one. Okay, because we have a tailgate playlist and we try to keep we try to keep players walk up music in the tailgate playlist. So now we got to go find, now we go, got to go find this Justin Timberlake song and add that in, but okay. That's cool. So uh, Kevin, Cam says he's superstitious. Are you superstitious? Just, just a little stitious. You're just, just a, a little, little stitious. stitious. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah, now you, you gotta, you gotta stick with it now, Cam. You gotta stick with the Justin Timberlake for now. Uh, I can't switch up now. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you're good. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Forest City this summer. Uh, what was it like playing this summer with Butch and, and getting to know your, your future teammate out in Forest City? Man, Butch is awesome, man. Um, I actually live with him right now. He uh, he's one of honestly he's one of my best friends. I think I've I've got in my life right now. Like he, you know, when I have a bad game or we go back to the apartment and I'm not feeling good about the game, like we always talk about things that went on. You know, we talk about what we think, you know, swing-wise, like where we can improve, you know, approaches, stuff like that. And then just outside of baseball, man, he's a guy you always want to have around. And so, like, having that this summer and knowing that, you know, I was about to walk into a really good situation in Charlotte, just, man, it's a, he's a good guy to have in your corner. He's a really good dude. We it's saw like you guys it. play up in up in uh, in Forest City um, one one game. Well, well, we waited the rain out, didn't we, Kevin? Uh, to see the man, guys. Was a, I remember that. That was a long night, man. That was a long. What was night. it? That was a long night, and then we drove back drove back oh. here to Charlotte afterwards. But it was it was All cool. Right. We I always wanted to get out there and um, uh, check out the, the CPL in in Forest City, and it was it was a great ballpark, beautiful beautiful stadium. Yeah. We had a good time, even though the rain, the rain delay and all that. We had a great time. And what I did they nothing. give you for waiting out the rain, Kevin? Do you remember? <laughs> I, got a, I got a Bojangles. I got a Bojangles uh, sandwich. Free Bojangles sandwich. I remember that, man. That was, oh, that was a long day. I think we were playing Bakes team that day, too. We were playing Ashboro, I think. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah. It was Ashboro. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's a fun park though. But you guys, um, to Kevin's point earlier, you guys tore up the CPL this summer. You you and uh, you and Butch both were were just y'all y'all were hitting the cover off the ball. I would uh, I'd attribute that a lot to uh, having our coach. Man, he just Coach Daly. Man, I've got nothing but good things to say about the Fourth City. Man, I had I had an amazing summer there. Man, and the coaches, the support staff there. Man, they're just so supportive. The city, the town of Forest City, man, they are so supportive of what we do there. Um, man, I couldn't have had the summer that I had without my host family, the town, man. I've got nothing but good things to say about Forest City. Kevin, I better just drop in right here because he'll hear it later. And, it, and it, when he does, his head's going to be ready to explode. Our buddy Randy Peterson, who's from Forest City, if, he, if Randy, when you hear this, 
we gave you a shout out for being from Forest City because he loves him some Forest City, North Carolina, Randy Peterson, everybody. So if 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 you see Randy Peterson, talk to him about Forest City. I will. He loves it. I will. He loves it. <laughs> he loves talking Forest City. So we we, we have some kind of standard uh, standard questions here that we kind of get everybody talking about. We need to add the walk up song thing is now that's got to be a that's got to be a part of it. We get, we need to understand more about you guys walk up songs because like I said, it's important. But talk about um, talk about your your recruiting process as you came to Charlotte, uh, made that making that transition and. Um, how did that process go uh, hearing, being at Walter State, hearing from Charlotte, uh, the whole process? Uh, just talk to us about that. Right. So uh, COVID kind of had an effect on recruiting that year at junior college. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of our guys my year didn't commit till really late. Usually a lot of junior college guys are committed in the fall and stuff like that, but we weren't allowed to go on campuses or anything because COVID and stuff. And so, uh, you know, I was, I was really fortunate to have the coaches that I had in junior college and that they were so connected with the people that they were. Um, and so they were really, they, the guys that, you know, moved on from Walters last year, man, they were, they were getting, they were getting looks from a lot of guys. And I'm so thankful for coach Vic and coach Woodard for, you know, having an interest in me and, you know, taking a chance on me out of the, junior college that man I'm so thankful for where I'm at right now um you know I wasn't I would say that probably I learned more about myself at that at Walter State than anywhere else at any point in my life and so you know being a little bit more mature at the time and kind of figuring out like this is what I want to this is what I want a coaching staff like I want it to feel like a family you know I want it to feel like I come in every day and you know, everybody's real supportive of what our team is doing and everybody's supportive of each other. And Coach Big and Coach Warrior, man, they just made it feel they made it feel like family. And that was that was a big thing for me, my parents, you know, whenever we would talk about, you know, talking with Coach Big and Coach Water, man, it just felt it felt like and that was the key thing that kind of made me decide like, man, this is where I wanna this is where I wanna be. That was uh that was really it. And they they make this program feel like family. So, were you in that situation where your first time on campus was like when you moved here? It was. I got to. I got to experience campus during summer ball. Um, so, like, I had Coach Bickett sent me a ton of videos of the indoor and you know walking through campus and the field, but you don't really like get to experience it until you get there type thing. So, I got to, me and my dad got the opportunity to come. I think in the middle of June sometime and do the whole tour got to see everything and man my hair was my hair was blown back i didn't videos just don't do it justice of the charlotte campus man it's so beautiful it's awesome you know enjoy that having your hair blown back thing while you can because <laughs> because it's me brad and Vic will tell you it doesn't it doesn't always last so my just, genetics are pointing that way too <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to bring that up <laughs> I was not going to bring that up, but, uh, yeah, based on conversations with your dad, it does kind of, kind of, yeah, it's heading that way. Hopefully I can can hang on to it for a couple more years, but we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's fine, man. Life goes on. (laughs) Yeah. Just hair. 
That's right. Life goes on. Well, what about, um, I mean, I'll say this, um, we get you talking a little bit about, um, the, the hitter, um, the hitting development program here at Charlotte. Um, I remember when we first uh, heard about your commitment and we ran into coach Vic and, um, we were like, Toby, uh, what, what, what do you, what can you tell us about, uh, uh, about Cam Fisher. And I think Toby was probably, Toby's always on his way from one thing to the next. And, mm-hmm. and he was, he was on his way to do something. And, and Toby stopped long enough to look at us and say, hitter. And then he kept going. <laughs> and, and, and Bick doesn't lie about these things. You're a hitter. So talk about, talk about how uh, the, the resources and the things we have in play and, and, and working, with, uh, working with Coach Seb and, and just the work you're putting in here to develop your offensive game. You know, what's so great about Steve's uh, is, man, he just, whatever you need, you know, if you, want to, if you just need to talk, you know, if you need guidance on not even just baseball, like if you just need somebody to talk to, man, he's always there. And that's what you need in the hitting coach. Because, you know, you're not always going to be four for four with three home runs. Like, you're going to have 0 for four days. You're going to have you're gonna have one for four days where maybe you don't put your best swings on balls. And, you know, sometimes it's you need that guy to have to kind of bring you back to, you know, you're, you belong here. You're that, you're that good hitter. Um, and that's Seeds. Seeds is all like he knows. I know that whenever I come to the field every day, no matter what I need, no matter what I'm feeling, no matter how the weekend went, man, he knows he has that faith in me that sometimes I don't always have that, man, you're a, you belong here. You're a great hitter and you have unlimited potential at the plate. Um, you know, the thing, the work that he's put in with every one of us and you know, especially me, um, man, he's invaluable to this program. Oh, I don't, we wouldn't be where we were like where we are right now without Siebes. Like he has put in so much work with us as a hitting group, you know, this program that we, we aren't the program that we are right now. We aren't, you know, we aren't 15 and six, 14 and six without Siebes being the forefront of our offense. You know, I think we only have the sky's the limit for us right now because we have potential as an offense and as a group that, so much confidence too that you know a lot of guys I don't think had before he started working with us and you know that's huge that's what you want in a hitting coach you want a hitting coach to instill confidence in you at all times and you know reinforce that you belong at the plate and that you're the guy no matter what the situation is that you can get the job done man and that's seeds that's seeds well Cam I, I got a lot of confidence in you guys this weekend because uh I think you're going into a hitter's park this weekend. I think you're oh, gonna absolutely. Have, you're going to have a good time out there. Um, um, we get a little late. We'll probably need to let you go here. Um, just have a good weekend. Hit the cover off the ball. It's a lot of force. Man, I can't, I can't thank you guys enough for having me on tonight, man. I'm so thankful for you guys. Um, thank you. I really appreciate this. This is an honor. Hey, put a we we always get get this out of guys before we before we let them go because we like reminding folks that that you're student athletes. Uh, Cam, what's what's your major? And tell uh, everybody what your major is, and tell everybody what your future plans are for post baseball, whenever that happens to be. 
So right now I'm a double major. I am double majoring in kinesiology and sociology. And hopefully I can, after baseball is done, get into a good grad school and head towards the physical therapy route, maybe the athletic training side, um, whatever I want to do, man, I want to stay around sports. Um, hopefully on the PT side, and that's a dream, but hopefully I can keep carrying that dream out. Awesome, man. Well, Cam, we're going to let you let go, let you get some rest because you've got baseballs to smash this weekend. Uh, can't wait to see you out there, uh, especially with that wind tunnel they got going out there in right center field there at Old Dominion. So, yes, sir. Uh, going to be fun, man. Have fun. I know you always do. Have fun with it and, and uh, can't wait to see you out there, buddy. Yes, sir, man. God bless y'all. Thank y'all. All right. Good night, Cam. Good luck, Cam. Thank y'all. Toby, where do y'all keep finding these guys? He's a fun kid. He is a fun kid to be around. We've got a really good group. And and Cam Fisher is – he's salt of the earth. So, um, yeah, he's just a joy to be around. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you a fun story. So, the second hit and run on Tuesday night when Cam got to third, Cam goes, man, Coach, I like hit and runs. I was like, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so – it's awesome. I, I actually, me and Coach Simmons, me and Coach Simmons are rooming together right now on the road. So we were listening while you guys were talking. I, we were unpacking. So we were, you know, me and me and Coach Simmons, we have this down to a science. He gets, he gets to hang all his stuff up in the closet, and I, I get the dresser. So it's, you know, we share the room well. So, so that you got a plan. Yeah, you plan your work and work your plan. We we did we did that's one way to pull it. If you fail to plan, what what is it? What's the one quote? Fail to plan, fail to execute. Um, people, people don't plan people don't fail. plan to fail. They simply fail to plan. Yeah, nobody plans quite like Coach Simmons. So he just executed a a really really good meal. We that's had, what we heard. We had carabas. We had meatballs. We had chicken penne. We had chicken parm. Um, salad, bread, cannolis. It was excellent, and everybody got plenty to eat. It's not easy to feed this group. Clearly, I, I'm leaving in the morning to get up there, but I should have been there. I should have been somewhere for a cannoli, and what's up with that? I just I think everybody would have loved it. Is this is this my first time on the podcast, Like, or is this second. the second? Second. We got it. Okay. It might be third. Nah, it might be third. Appearance? You jumped in with us. Third appearance, I think. We you jumped in on us uh, first year when uh, we were up in Woody's office for a little bit. Okay. Talked a little movie talk, and then uh, over the COVID over COVID yeah. time when we were zooming, you came oh, on yeah, and talked yeah. uh, talk yeah. recruiting a little bit. Well, I took some notes on the boss, so I've got a hundred and eight checkpoints that we can talk about today if you guys want. You know, really just however long Man. you guys. Let's start with start with point one. Go. Let's let's do it. What you got? Point one was you know Tuesday. Tuesday was a lot of fun. It was great playing. It was great seeing our guys compete. And you know, like you said, you know when I got when I got on is this really is this is a great group to be around. These guys are really competitive. Um, they want to win. They love to win. They love to repair. Um, and it's a fun staff to be a part of. You know, showing up to work every day is it's a blast you get to be around great people and we've got great support from the top down and yeah it's just a really really fun unique awesome place to coach and, and to work so 
and appreciate all the stuff that you guys do because following you guys, I mean, you guys are turning and burning left and right all the time. It's uh, the content you guys are rolling out is, is it's a lot of fun. It really is. It's a lot of fun to follow. Hey, you know, th- this is, this is the most fun we've ever had, right, Kevin? I mean, this is, this is the last two years have been, have been amazing. Uh, once we got past that whole COVID thing and, and, and got to, got to see some ball and then the end of last season, getting fans back in the stands and then the NCAA tournament. And so far this year, last fall, everything, we're just, you guys make it fun. So it's easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday night was fun. Old Dominion's got a good group. Um, you're going to see a lot of familiar faces on their club. And so um, just ready for a, you know, a good competitive challenging weekend in conference USA. Okay, so I'm dying to talk to you about this, Toby. And it's last time, the first time you came on, all I wanted to talk to you, all I had on my list to talk to you about was being on Team High Sox. Because okay. because I'm on I'm with you. If you're on the, the that's that's the you do it, you do baseball uniform, you do baseball socks where they're supposed to be done. Okay. So you and I are on board with that. But now this year you're coaching third. Okay. And, and that's, that's a new role for you since you've been here at least. Uh-huh. And, and man, I don't know, not that I'm a connoisseur of third base coaches or anything like that, but I don't know that I've ever seen somebody do it quite the way you do. Because uh-huh. when you want to do the slide, like you slide too. <laughs> when, when, when you want to got to go home, I swear last weekend you almost beat somebody to the plate. I thought I thought we were going to get two runs because Toby was going to slide across home and then the runner was going to score. Dude, you're animated over there. You are bringing you are bringing the heat over there at third base. Well, um, you know, I've I've been fortunate to work. I I got a uh when I graduated from high school, it was funny, uh Mita Parsons, who is one of my teammates' moms, she gave me a a quote from like a leadership book and it, and it had an old Testament scripture in there. I think it was Nehemiah four, eight or eight, four. I'm probably saying it wrong, but it was like something like nothing great was ever accomplished without enthusiasm. And, um, you know, we've got an enthusiastic, an, an enthusiastic staff and it's a lot of, and, and an enthusiastic team. Uh, if I'm ever animated, it's, it's probably, no, it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. Just me like being in the moment. It's not me trying to be animated. Um, you know, I think if you were talking to some of my former players at Air Force or Davidson about like, you know, if they take a pitch that I think's a strike, like the joke was, you know, we'd, we'd look down in the third base box and see you go like, you know, so definitely don't do that as much, but yeah, I think, I think I just got it from, I think coach Leggett did it a lot. And I think I always really paid attention to what coach Leggett did at third when he was, when, when we were at Clemson and, um, you know, a lot of that's just the reaction. And if you, uh, I, I joke with the guys, but I'm like, hey, if you ever, if you ever hear me like yelling at a guy to go, like you really got to go or let's go, like in the moment, that's usually because I, I don't think they're fast enough in that moment. And I feel like the louder I yell, the faster they will run. <laughs> Does it work? I couldn't tell you if it works or not. I really, I really couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what. The first time I got called out on that, I was at Davidson, and we had a we had a designated hitter slash first baseman named Danny Weiss, who was a really good, really good player, really good hitter, and 
they were like, coach, like every time somebody hits a ball when Danny's on base, you're yelling like, let's go, Danny. And, uh, and that's kind of the first time I paid attention to it. I was like, well, I guess the louder I yell, the faster he runs. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. It's science. Yeah. What else do you guys got? I mean, you know, I mean, I got a lot, you know, there's a lot that's happening. There's a lot that's going on. I mean, I know it's late for you guys, so I don't want to keep y'all too long. So, but we can go whatever direction you guys want to go. Go, go ahead, Kevin. Kevin's got something for us. I was gonna, I was going to ask you what the rule was on uh, the coach's box over there because I think it was the App State series. I looked over and, and we had a guy around at third, and I looked over and I couldn't find a third base coach. I looked and I think you were standing on the C logo, rounding the guy, rounding somebody from behind on plate. Uh, that was like, so there's a lot of plays where you try, you try to delay your decision, right? So that you're the further and closer to home that you get, the longer you have to make a decision. You don't, you know, cause once the runners past you, it's over. And so, um, sometimes I'll backpedal just to be able to see the view of the field and the view of the throw and, you know, what the trajectory of the ball's doing. And, you know, if it's a big spot in the game or if I feel like it's going to be a close play, like, I might get all the way down there just to make sure that we score to know, like, did the guy get, you know, did we get in there? Did we not challenge it? whatnot? So yeah, that's, that's just like being in the moment, um, getting excited. So that's awesome because if you're, if your strategy is to keep the runner from passing you, so you still have some input on the particular play Kevin's talking about, he didn't pass, he passed you on his way to the dugout. Yeah, that was a that was a fun series. That was a fun day. I think I think we had uh, I think it was a little bit back and forth. And I think maybe that one in general was like the one that was like, okay, hey, we got the lead. It was a big run. So I can't remember who it was, but hopefully it's not. You know, hopefully the you know everybody's mostly paying attention to the guys because they're the ones they're the ones that I mean. There's been a couple games where I've had to ask Don, our trainer, for some some pain relievers because my right shoulder's tired. Um, you know, from waving guys, and that's a good thing. So, yeah, it says a lot about our offense and Coach Steve, and you know what the guys are doing. That that Saturday against uh, against Western Illinois comes to mind. Your, your shoulder was probably that was one of those. Yeah, that was one of those. But probably correct. I, I think this is a this is a really talented group. You know, we've got a really um, we got a, these guys have a chance to you know no matter who's like having a good day or a bad day, I think there's enough guys in this lineup that, um, and, and even guys that are coming off the bench for us offensively that, you know, these guys have a chance to score runs. And so, you know, it's fun. It's fun being over there. You know, it's fun having conversations on the bases with guys. Um, I coached third for a long time. And then, you know, the past two years I was in the dugout, which I actually like being in the dugout a lot. Um, but coaching third is what coach order wanted me to do this year. So, just jump back into it. Now that we've now that we've brought it up, though, people are going to be looking to see what happens. They, yeah, and I'm not I'm not big on attention, but uh, it's it's also nice having conversations with umpires, you know, and getting to know the guys at third because they rotate around. You know, they a three man crew. They're going to have one at third, one at first, and one at home, and then you know they all rotate and take a turn between three games. So I get to meet you know all three guys in a weekend series, which is great. That 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 has to be fun. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Go ahead, Kevin. 
for uh, for folks that uh, are getting to know you for the first time, give a little background um, how you made how you made it back to Charlotte and um, kind of your role with the, with the program as associate head coach and recruiting coordinator. Work with yeah. outfielders, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, so I, I spearhead the recruiting, but recruiting's every guy on staff. Um, I spearhead it. Um, you know, I probably go out, you know, the most, you know, if there is a most, it's probably me. Um, but we all go out all three of all three of the recruiting coaches. And, um, you know, my job is, my job is a lot of fun. I, you know, I kind of, as a young college coach, I had a conversation with, um, I had a conversation with Mark Calvey when I was coaching at Davidson, we played South Carolina and I had a conversation with Mark Calvey and, uh, coach Calvey and me didn't know each other really well, but coach Calvey goes, Hey man, I like you. And he goes, there's, there's two ways to make it in college baseball. And I'll never forget this. He was like, you know, be a really good pitching coach or be a really good recruiting guy. And, uh, he was like, I know you coach hitters, but like, there's a ton of hitting coaches out there. If you really want to be good, unless you're a pitching guy, like be a really good recruiting guy. And, and I remember that and, you know, recruiting is the lifeblood of any program, but you know, that, that really kind of stuck with me. It was a two minute conversation, but I just remember, you know, thinking like, you know, I can be the best hitting coach. I can be the best infield coach. I can be the best outfield base runner. I can, I can be a great coach. Like, um, if I want, but if I really want to coach college baseball for a long time and I really want to make a name for myself, be the best recruiting coordinator you can be. And so, um, you know, I learned a lot when I was at Clemson and when I was at UNC Pembroke coaching D2 baseball, just from not only the head coaches there, but also the assistant coaches and um, a lot, you know, a couple different stops along the way. And just, you know, one of the things that, that I learned at a very young age, not because I, I got an opportunity to learn it, but because I didn't have a choice was, you know, I, I was born in Texas and I grew up, both of my parents were really hard workers and you, you guys probably met my parents, they come to games, but you know, the work ethic part was always instilled in us at a very young age, me and my brother, Lucas, um, you know, my mom grew up uh, in the panhandle of Texas in a little town called earth. And she grew up on a cotton farm, picking cotton. She was the youngest of three sisters. And then she, she went to nursing school and put herself through nursing school. And then my dad grew up in Monahans, Texas, and he grew up in the plumbing business with his father and his, him and all three of his brothers, him and both of his brothers, he was one of three, they were plumbers growing up the whole time in Monahans, Texas. And so, you know, eventually my dad met my mom in nursing school in Lubbock, Texas, which is where they ended up getting married. But, you know, for, for my mom and my dad and, and putting themselves through college and the things that they did and the sacrifices that they made along the way, like, you know, that's really where, like, I learned how to work no matter what it was, because my mom and dad just, you know, no matter what me and my brother were doing, like my mom and dad were always working and they were always working hard. And, you know, like normal kids that grew up, you know, in the eighties, if you didn't do what you're supposed to just, you know, we didn't get time out, we got something else. So you learn, you learn even faster with that. So that was great. And we moved around a lot when I was a kid. And when I was 13, we ended up in Charlotte and I, I went to Charlotte Christian High, Charlotte Christian, me and my brother both went there and I grew up playing football and baseball um, and I played for Coach Simmons' dad, uh, Greg Simmons. So I've known Tyler since he was uh, young, young. And, uh, you know, that was fun. And then ended up, you know, moving on, went to college and was at Wingate, didn't play. Um, didn't play my first four years in college. I was actually a walk-on fifth year, you know, you could call it a super senior. Um, 
and I walked onto the team and then uh, got a chance to play about five or six games in and basically like locked down the job. You know, I don't think anybody was expecting me to play all year, but I got in and five games and sort of seized the moment and was fortunate enough playing for Bill Nash that he just wrote my name in there every day after that. And so, uh, you know, that was fun. One last two raw, but I was I was coaching high school baseball the whole time I was in college. I coached at Providence High School in 1998, 99, and 2000. Um, I coached it on deck uh, when Mike Schilt was in on deck. He was one of the first guys that ever gave me a job. And then, you know, once I graduated from Winget, I went on and uh, I got a full-time – well, I was a substitute teacher my first semester, and that was Coach Woodard's senior year in high school. So that was 2003. And – was fortunate to coach on that team and, 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 you know, just to provide you guys some context and you know how detailed coach Woodard is, but I remember watching him and meeting him for the first time. He was running a, a captain's practice in January of 2003, you know, and he's a, he's an 18 year old senior. And I remember being like, Hey, who's the guy that's running the warm up and the base running stuff. And our head coach, Les Deming said, that's Robert Woodard. And I was like, well, that's, that guy's going to be a great college baseball coach one day. And, you know, coach Deming was like, well, don't tell him that he doesn't need to hear it. <laughs> I just, you know, it, it was really cool coaching, you know, coaching a high school team again, their mid year and seeing such a talented group, but also knowing like, you know, and coach Woodward wasn't the only leader on that, that team, you know, Rob Wilson, who ended up having a really good career at Davidson, you know, Rob was a leader. He was a, a little bit more of a quiet leader, but, you know, coach Woodward was a vocal leader and an active leader and, you know, I was 24, I think. And so, you know, when you've played college baseball, you recognize what that looks like. And, you know, that's where me and Coach Warder met for the first time. And, you know, we just kept in touch and we're friends since then. So, you know, the next year in 03 and 04, I coached. Uh, I was a full-time football coach and taught P and health. And then in the spring, I coached baseball again in 04. Um and then after 2004, I was like, hey, like, you know, I want to coach college baseball. So I got a job at UNC Pembroke as a graduate assistant for Paul O'Neill. And Paul O'Neill has been at UNC Pembroke since 2000, I believe. And he's had just a ton of success there over the past, gosh, 20, 21 seasons. I think this is 22nd. But he gave me an opportunity. And, you know, he kind of called me out right when he hired me was like, Hey, like, you're not one of these like soft private school kids from South Charlotte, are you? And I was like, no, no, not at all. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Texan. So I got, I got a chance to go out there and get my master's and work with him. And, and that was really fun. Um, really good experience for me. And, you know, moving on, I was working Clemson camp and UNC camps during the summer. And then, uh, Coach Leggett had an opportunity come up on his staff. And so he called me in January 07 and said, do you want to be our volunteer? And I was like, yeah, do you, you know, I told coach, I was like, do you want me there tonight? Or do you want me there tomorrow? He's like, we haven't even talked salary. I was like, yeah, I don't care. Like, do you want me there tonight? Or do you want me there tomorrow? I can be there whenever. So I jumped on that. I got to spend two years on his staff and being around, uh, you know, Kevin O'Sullivan and Tom Marginas and Kyle Bond and, you know, actually the head coach at North Carolina AT, Ben Hall, was our student assistant in, in 07. And so that was, you know, me and Ben have been friends for a long time. But, you know, fast forward to taking a full-time job as a full-time assistant where you can go recruiting to Davidson in 9 and 10. I worked with Dick Cook. That was a lot of fun. Kind of got to run an offense, kind of lead practice, you know, help spearhead recruiting. And then 
when the opportunity came to go to the United States Air Force Academy and work with um, retired Major Mike Kozlowski, you know, that that was a that was an exciting time for me because that one was like, hey, like I'm going to be the recruiting coordinator. I'm going to get to work for an entity that's bigger than myself. I get to work for one of the, you know, one of the top three schools on the planet. And, uh, you know, that's halfway across the country. So that was a big one for me, but it was awesome. It was one of the, you know, one of the coolest experiences in my life. I got to be there for five and a half years. Um, and coach Kaz, I learned so many lessons about leadership and coaching from him and just how to, you know, how to mold young men and how to develop leaders of character. So, uh, that was a great experience. And then in 2000 and, you know, about Thanksgiving in 2015, Gary Henderson was the head coach at Kentucky and he called me and offered me his recruiting coordinator job. So I moved to Kentucky that summer and then, or that, that winter, I got to be, I got to be on that staff for about seven months. And at the end of the year, you know, coach Henderson moved on from Kentucky um, and I was out of a job. So I had an opportunity to start uh, prep baseball report, Texas. And so once again, I just moved cross country and said, yeah, let's go. Uh, And so was the scouting director for Texas, which was a lot of fun for three years. And then, Fast forward to when Coach Woodard got the job, he called me on a Sunday. I think the Sunday after he had been announced on Saturday. Did he get announced on a Saturday or was that a Friday? I think it was a Saturday. It was. I thought it was Saturday, like Saturday morning, like right, you know, probably before 12. And we had been texting back and forth because we had kept in touch. And I just said, hey, man, I'm pumped for you, dude. Go get it. And um, and then, he, you know, we hadn't even talked about me coming with him or him even having me on a list. And he called me on Sunday and he, he said, hey, you know, I want to I want you to be the recruiting coordinator. I want you to come home. And then I was in the middle of something. So I called him back and we spent about an hour and a half talking and just got more and more excited about the opportunity. Uh, you know, and there's a there's a book called Baseball and Philosophy. And the first chapter is it's about it's about leaving home and coming home. So in baseball, as an offensive player to be successful, you can't stay at the plate. You got to leave. But also, in order to put a run on the board and to help your team have success and for you to have success, you also have to return home. And that that just always stuck with me because I had been uh, I had been gone for about ten years from Charlotte. My brother, my nephew, my mom, my dad, like you know, my family's here, and you know, I'd come home once a year maybe twice, but, you know, the opportunity to be in my hometown and to be a part of such a, you know, just a storied program and to be on Coach Woodard's staff and, uh, yeah, be back in this city. I mean, I love this city, and I've been to a lot of cities. I've been to a lot of cities in the U.S., and Charlotte's always been my favorite. So, As Martin Lawrence once said, that's deep, bro, man. That's deep. <laughs> Gina? So, so did I, did I, I was making some notes here. Uh, do I have this down right? That, that someone at Wingate got Wally pipped by Toby Bicknell? Is that? Uh, yeah. I don't know if you want to call it that. I, I don't think it was a Wally pip instance. I think it was just somebody, somebody was get, given an opportunity to take a day. Um, and real good player, better player than me. Um, you know, he was kind of scuffling at the start, you know, he had an opportunity to, you know, to come out and, you know, unfortunate for me, I've never been like good enough to uh, take days off good enough to really like rest on anything, any kind of talent. So I'm just 
when I got in there, I was like, man, this might be my last chance to ever play college baseball. I actually wrote it on the inside of my hat on my bill, you know, before the season started, I wrote last chance just, just as a good friendly reminder to me to know it's like that movie, the replacements. You guys seen that? Yeah, that's uh, Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Oh yeah, Keanu Reeves, Gene Hackman, um, and some other. You know, but it was you know, it was always that was my last chance. Like, and I knew it every day when I got on the field. Like, this might be the last time you get to play college baseball. So, you know, there's certainly there's certainly an energy that comes with that because you know you've got nothing to lose, and you know you got nothing to be afraid of because it's going to come to an end in the next four months for me. So you might as well go out there and go out guns blazing, you know, go down and go down in flames. So you talked about how um, you, you felt like, or you were advised that you've either got to be a pitching guy, you got to be a recruiting guy. Um, I, and I've got a follow-up question on this one. Cause, cause I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious about it, but as far as your role now with Charlotte, how do you how do you learn? How do you get yourself in a place where it's not just about going out and finding the talent? You can go and you can find guys that can play. But the way you guys do things, there's a couple of factors here. One, you're looking for a certain type of player. And you're looking for a certain type of player that you think you can land. Right. I mean, there's, there's, there's got to be, it's not just let me go find the best players that I can find. It's let me go find the right kinds of guys, the ones I'm looking for, and the ones I think that are essentially in the word that's coming to mind is in our budget. That's not the word I'm really trying to use, but, but you're looking for, you're looking for a certain thing. So how do you, how did you get good? Because you are good at it. <laughs> how did you get good at that? Um, I was around some, I was around some like really storied college baseball coaches. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of neat my transition, you know, becoming a college coach, like, you know, I get into a, a very successful D2 program with a guy that knows exactly what it's like to organize scout and, and really like filter through all players and then organize those players into groups into buckets that, are guys that you like, guys that you don't like, guys that you think will have success and not have success. Um, and Paul O'Neill was excellent at that. And then I got to be at Clemson with, you know, Jack Leggett, who was one of the, you know, he's he's in the, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. And he's, he's a Hall of Famer for a, a billion reasons. Um, but one of those is just watching him connect with people and watching him connect with families and watching him connect with players and, you know, the lasting relationships that he builds and how he did it. And Kevin O'Sullivan was the recruiting coordinator that, that year in 2007. So I, I got to watch how hard Sully worked and Tom Reginas, who's now the head coach at Winthrop. I got to watch, you know, how hard TR worked and how detailed he was with everything. And, um, you know, and then I got to, I got to kind of cut my teeth on, on figuring it out and how I was going to be best at it at the United States Air Force Academy when I got to work with one of the best leaders you could ever be around and Mike Kozlowski and seeing the way that he portrayed the school that we were at and the things that you talk about with recruits and the questions that you ask and the way that you challenge people. And also, you know, the, the biggest thing 
I took away, and this, it sounds simple, but you know, is take care of your people. And that's Kaz's number one rule of leadership was take care of your people. So, you know, if you're thinking, if, if your thought is to, to always take care of your people, well, that includes the guys that you're recruiting. And the best way to take care of them is to ask a lot of questions. And so we, we do, we ask a lot of questions in the recruiting process. And, um, you know, you kind of figure out your own way of talking to kids and, you know, you, you figure out things that are important to you, your head coach, your pitching coach, your hitting coach, right? So it's really about finding out what's important to those guys because um, in the end, you know, there's there's a big question that you ask yourself, I think, and, and you know, Dave Drinnell, who was the head of Air Force Combatives, um, who, who taught Combatives 1 and Combatives 2, he's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but, you know, he asked this question every class he ever taught at Air Force, and he asked, you know, who is the customer? So he's asking – that's in this in this setting of learning how to choke people out and you know save your own life and you know evade the enemy all different kinds of aspects he said you know at the air force academy as a student like who is the customer and so you know we would ask i would ask our guys the same thing i would say who is the customer because the answer to that question is really important um and you know in my opinion you know our players are not the customer the customer is Everybody that's ever played at Charlotte, every alumni, every former coach, um, everybody that's ever gone to school here, everybody that bleeds green and everybody that, you know, loves everything about our city, um, our state and the things that we do and what our university represents. Like, like that's the customer. And so for us, it's okay. So now how do I break that down for me personally? And my job is us putting together a team and a club that's going to compete and represent this city and this university to the best of our abilities and make, make those people proud. The next thing is, you know, I look at the staff and I look at what, what kind of players coach Woodard wants and what kind of pitchers coach Monty wants and what kind of hitters coach Sibahar wants. And then, you know, what kind of athletes do we want? And then, you know, what kind of people do we want? All all those things combined, you take all those things in the equation because, you know, you're not, you're not always going to be a hundred percent, but you, you kind of decide to yourself. These are the things that, these are the things that are, you got to have to just get in the door. This is the price of admission. You know, the price of admission is being a good dude, being a good teammate, having a motor, having a strong work ethic. Um, that's just, that just gets you in the door. And then, you know, you start, you know, you put that, you take all those things in consideration and you start, you know, who's, you know, who's a good student, and, you know, what, what kind of background do they come from? Because everybody's going to come from a di- different background. I think probably the, the most important thing that I do is simply just ask kids to tell me their story. And, you know, when you're talking to 17-year-olds, to 20, some, some of the grad transfers are 23, and you start with, hey, tell me your story, where they start is just as important as what they're going to say. And I mean, I've had some really moving conversations with the, the guys that are on our team. You know, I'm talking conversations where somebody's 19 and they're talking to you about their story. And you're like, Ooh, this, this guy's been through some adversity. This guy's had challenges. This guy's had to overcome things, you know, whether it's in his personal life or whether it's in his baseball career. And, you know, not, not every person is going to have a story like that, but we're all going to face adversity. And Coach Water talks about this with every recruit that comes on campus is, 
you're going to need help. You're going to need support and we're going to be here for you. Um, but for me, you know, in recruiting, you know, the, there's everybody's the customer because it's, it's the rest of the guys on the staff and it's the alumni and it's the current players on the team. And it's also the guys that are, you know, this, this, the whole city that's watching us play, but it's also the recruit and the family. And, you know, we're not, we're not selling a product by any stretch of the imagination, but we are, we are reaching out about an opportunity to be a part of something really special and an opportunity to challenge yourself and to better yourself. And, um, you know, I think the right guys will, will like that message. And I think, I think, you know, we've got the kind of staff that when somebody's on campus, you know, our staff does a really good job of connecting with families. Not to say that we got it figured out. I'm not saying we got it figured out, but you, if you've been around this staff long enough individually, you know how awesome the people are that are on it, you know, from Eric McKibben to Tyler Simmons to Phil Sebahar to Austin Money, you know, to Coach Woodard. Jake Graffinino, our academic advisor. I mean, Donna Nemo, our athletic trainer, and, and on and on and on. It, it's, it really is. It's great people. And so my job is really easy. It's get them on campus, set up an itinerary, and then make sure they get to meet everybody. Because if you meet everybody involved in this program over a four- or five-hour period, it's going to be really tough to walk away, you know, with everything that Charlotte already has and be like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go there. So just out of curiosity as a follow-up to that, uh, the, the, I'm just thinking about the, the, the challenge or the opportunity to not only find baseball players that you're looking for, and I'm talking about your time at Air Force here, uh-huh. but you're talking, to, you're talking to people that not only want to play baseball, but they need to be able to cut it at one of the toughest schools in the world. Yeah, it's, and, an, it's an Ivy League school on steroids. And they need to be prepared to not only play baseball and do the classwork, but do the officer training. And then they need to be prepared to, to make what I believe is a four-year commitment to, to service. So talk talk about that process because that's that's uh, you're talking about these buckets of players. That's a whole nother bucket. Right, guys, guys that are willing to make that kind of commitment. It is. It's a big commitment. So, and actually, it's five years of service after five. you graduate. Um, minimum. But the, the first thing you would look at is the academics. Because there's, if, you, if you're not even close academically, there's no point. So, it really, it really makes the pool a lot smaller of the players that you do recruit. But, um, you you know, we would have one or two guys at a 14 and every, you know, let's just say our average recruiting class was 13 or 14. We would have one or two guys that knew they were going to go to a military academy and play baseball, but didn't know which one they were going to go to. But I mean, you know, 85 to 90% of the players on our team at Air Force, they had no idea they wanted to join the military. They were just high academic kids and really good baseball players. And, you know, when we call them, I mean, you're talking about if, if you ever get a chance to hear Kaz talk, like, you know, you, it'll change you. And you're talking about, you know, a 16, 17 year old kid getting on the phone with Mike Kozlowski. And he's talking about, you know, getting an Ivy league education, but getting to jump out of airplanes and fly gliders and, you know, learn how to kill bad guys with your bare hands and hand to hand combat. And, you know, getting a chance to 
do some pretty cool stuff, you're, you know, he, you framed it like a challenge. And, and, and I think the challenge is, is really kind of what sparked guys. So there's definitely a piece of that from a challenging standpoint to say, you know, playing baseball at Charlotte is a challenge. And, you know, the, with the way we work, um, it's going to be challenging with the way we practice, it's going to be challenging. And so you're framing it in, in a way that just communicates that a little with a little bit more transparency. Um, because our, our guys do, our guys have a lot of fun. Like our guys have a blast. I think when they come to the field every day, I mean, they're, it's tough to find somebody that's not smiling on their way to the yard at Charlotte, but it's still going to be a challenging practice. I, I do think, um, the way coach Woodard communicates, the practice schedules, the times, the emails, the weekly schedule, when we're lifting. Like, I, I think there's a lot to that in how he sets everything up. And he's been doing that since day one. So, um, yeah. So are you saying that, that part of the discussion with recruiting uh, young men to Charlotte does not involve killing people with your bare hands? Is that? <laughs> no, no, it does not. But I will warn you that uh, Dr. Benny Rodriguez is a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So just be careful about putting your hands on Dr. Benny Rodriguez. He's usually all smiles, but he can probably tie my arm into a knot. I, I think, I think that's new information, isn't it, Kevin? I don't, I don't, I never heard that before. I think you, you heard it here. <sighs> Trust me. I wouldn't go lay hands on him anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doc B doc B is funny. Cause, uh, I was talking to somebody about, you know, how extension is weakness if you do it too early in your swing. And I was like, Doc, you know jujitsu, don't you? And Doc kind of he, he nodded his head. And I was like, Yeah. So like if I put my hand and I push it on Doc's chest, I was like, I'm at risk of being arm barred. You know, that's a bad thing if somebody breaks your arm. And then Doc B just sort of like, I can't, you know, I'll show you guys in person, but he sort of like started moving one of my fingers back. And then he locked my wrist up in a very like nonchalant way. And I was like, doc, please don't hurt me. Um, so wow. he did, he, he's a, he's an actual Renaissance man. If you think about it, doc B is doc B is an engineering professor and he's a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, and runs the bat cave and, and analyzes baseball data track, man. I mean, I don't. I haven't asked him if he plays an instrument, but I wouldn't be shocked if he does. We're going to have to effort that. Yeah, we're 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 going to have to effort that. We need to. We need. You know, that's something we didn't ask Cam about if he plays an instrument because we're collecting instruments. We've got we've got mid range Mike with his cello, and and Woody's learning to play the drums, right? So we're we're putting together a, a Charlotte baseball. Okay, you ready band. for the next one? The next uh, instrument? Yeah. So, are, are you about to tell us you play an instrument? I played the trumpet growing up. Well, can you still do it? Uh, I could probably play a Go Big Blue or Do a Diddy, maybe, just because we played those over and over. Here's what we're going to need from you. I might still have my trumpet at my parents' house. I stopped playing it when I was in, like, seventh grade. But Here's what we're going to need from you, Toby. Okay. When... When when the inevitable happens, when we play Ring of Fire, you're going to need to do the little trumpet. Da, 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 da. You're going to need to be able to do that. I'd, I'd have to learn. I don't even know if I can still read sheet music, but 
I think I was, we had the, the school I went to, you had to play an instrument cause you had, you had like band or whatever every day or every other day for like 45 minutes in middle school. So, yeah. Kevin, we play some Johnny Cash, don't we? That's right. That's right. We do. You guys like that movie Walk the Lawn? It was, yeah. it was okay. Yeah, it's a good I movie. The, yeah. My son actually Kevin, just signed I, up to, to play trumpet next year at, at sixth grade, Toby. So you yeah, get used to get used to loud instruments because there's there's not really a good place to practice that, I don't think, unless there's a technology that's been invented. No, it hasn't been. How long have Kevin, you guys been doing Diamond Niners? Well, um, We've been doing this podcast for this is our fifth season. Okay. But we've uh we started the Twitter account uh who knows when. Um, 2012. 2012. So 10 years. Nick knows. 10 years. Now, Kevin started the Twitter account. We were we were tweeting a little bit on our own without a like a, an account, but then Kevin started the Twitter account in 2012. Man. Because Nick was tweeting tweeting out the uh, score updates from his personal account one day, and then he stopped, and people were asking, "Well, what happened? What happened? What, where's the score?" And uh, he didn't realize so many people were following him for the score because the uh, athletic department wasn't on Twitter yet, and, or social media at all. Got it. And uh, so Nick Nick was providing score updates from the Hayes. Uh, and then we decided to talk this out and um, just to keep people updated. So Man. we had no idea that people even followed that. It was Kevin. Kevin was going to be late to the ballpark, and a couple other people were too. I think Drew Garrison was going to be late, maybe Ann Carson, and and we were playing like Wake Forest on a Tuesday night, and everybody was was getting there, and, and I was there, and um, everybody was like, "Hey, text me, text me, what's going on?" I said, "Well, hey, you're all on Twitter. I'll just I'll just tweet it," and so I was. Until they all showed up, they all got there, and then I stopped and put my phone down. And then, like three innings later, somebody's uncle, a player's uncle in Maryland or Delaware or something, was like at me, like, "Why did you stop? <laughs> what's happening? What, what's what's going on? What's the score? What inning is it? Who is it to play?" And then, so Kevin, that's that's when Kevin said, "You know, I think I think maybe there's maybe there's demand for this An audience." Yeah. Yeah. It's an audience. It's kind of like the Truman Show. You unplugged it and everybody was like, wait, wait, wait. What? What? Yeah, that's exactly. And, um, you know, this kind of stuff was just kind of in its infancy. Um, Streaming games online was was not really, I mean, that was, it was sort of a thing, but, but it wasn't widespread. So you couldn't log on, even stream a game on the internet, much less ESPN Plus. That didn't exist. Um, the athletic department was not on not on social media yet, and um, we just started doing something. Yeah, it's uh, the service you guys provide, just the way you guys cover the players and everything you guys do. It's uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun to follow, and I'm at all the games, but it's fun <laughs> to go back and and see it. As you guys know, I follow I follow the in game stuff really closely in the fall when I'm on the road recruiting. So. And you guys are at this now. There, there is a Toby Bickle story. There, this is I can confirm this. This is a story on Toby because 
we were up in the stands tweeting uh, Big Maple's freshman oh, fall. Yeah. When he hit, what 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 he hit, Kevin? Was it six home runs over two games? Five? Six home runs and a doubleheader. Yeah. Yeah. It was nasty. And and at a certain point, we got a DM, and it was Toby. And I don't know where you were. You were out somewhere recruiting. Yeah. And you're like, you're making this up, right? <laughs> he did not just he did not just hit his fourth home run, his fifth home run, his sixth home run, including uh, including I think the sixth one was a walk off. It was a walk off, yeah. Because I was like, wait a second, he hit another one. Are they? I thought you guys were just like repackaging content, like you know. But no, it was it was all new content. I actually remember, I actually remember that last tweet because it said something basically because the game was on the line. I don't remember how many people were on, but but he was the winning run at the plate, and um, you know the, the the setup tweet was something like you know two on McCabe up green team trailing by. I think they had a base open because I think Chanskowski. Like decided not to walk him. Yeah, I think it was runner. I think they. I think his squad was was down two, and it was runners on first and second, and they pitched to David. And and I, you know, we we set it up like, okay, here's you know, here's the situation. And and the last tweet just said something like, I, I, "I'm not even gonna tell you what just happened. You won't believe me anyway. But just know that, you know, the green." team just wanting to walk off you know seven six or whatever it had to be um because it didn't yeah you were right you were dming us like that you're all making this stuff up right <laughs> well i think i think we all knew dave had power i mean that was pretty obvious that he could hit but i mean you don't see people i mean that's that's kind of like unconscious you know what i mean well, you know, uh, we didn't uh, we 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 got Cam off to off to get some rest, but uh, you know, Cam Cam had a big ball too. Um, he, Kevin, we were just talking about this. Did did he hit, he hit two he hit two grand slams in one game or I did? Yeah, well, he had a really good World Series. He had a really good fall. And you know, Cam Cam's dad um, Cam's dad came with Cam the first time they showed up to campus, so. You guys will like this. It's a good Cam Fisher story. So I've never seen Cam play live. He's playing in Forest City. I'm trying to get in touch with him because I want to go watch him play. I show up. I think I showed up to a rainout too. Excuse me. But the rainout that I showed up to, it, I don't think it ever got started. So I I just say, you know, I, have, I still haven't met Cam. I just tell the manager, I'm like, hey, like, can you send Cam Fisher out here? Cam comes out of the fence. Fence is between us. And, I was like, Cam, it's Coach Burke. And he was like, and he just like gives me this bear hug, like over the fence. And he's like, Coach, thanks so much for coming. I'm sorry it's raining, you know. And uh, so I went back and watched him play like two days later. But just the kind of kid he is, like the first time he meets you, like he's just always appreciative and very thankful. And we're lucky that he's here. But his dad comes to campus with him the first time they come to campus. He's never been to campus. We meet him at the top of the stadium at the statue. And um, him and – Coach Woodard walks up and like the first thing Cam says when he meets Coach Woodard is he goes, Coach, is that a mullet? Because <laughs> you know, Coach Woodard had that 
you know, kind of not true mullet, but he had that, that haircut from the season. And uh, Cam Fisher's dad, Chip, who, by the way, Chip played for Jack Leggett at Western Carolina. Fun story. So did Andrew Grandy's father. Both their dads played for Jack Leggett. Yeah. Coach Big dropping knowledge tonight. We got Benny breaking people's wrists. We got all kinds of nuggets. Um, but so Cam goes, Coach, is that a mullet? That was the first thing Cam said to Coach Woodard when he met him. And Coach Woodard just kind of giggles. And Mr. Fisher, Chip Fisher, goes, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize for my son right now. <laughs> and it was it was such a great visit, you know, driving those two around and and you know just Cam seeing everything for the first time and being with Chip. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a fun Cam Fisher story because you know he's you know every time you you get a chance to be around him, you just realize what an awesome dude he is, and you know he's a blast to be around. Got a couple comments coming in here um, in the in the chat. You're 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 doing big numbers up in Arden, Coach Bick. Uh, okay. the, the the Arden contingent loves you. Lucky to have you. You're 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 huge in Arden, dude. This is we have a big big listenership up there. And uh, our boy Feet Feet Davis says go Niners. So he just he just wants you. Know. I appreciate everybody listening. So yeah. right, we couldn't do this at the Hayes, by the way. The backdrop's not as good in the hotel. Right. Well, we're we're Looks working like you're on in some hotel room. Yeah. I'm definitely I'm in my hotel room and me and coach Simmons like to keep it. We like to keep the room cool. So it's at 66 right now. We'll probably turn it down to 64 before we retire for the evening. So Kevin, you've got that look on your face. Like you're about to bring us back to baseball and and that's, that's what you do. So no, please. Well, I was going to say, we've talked about this off air before, but we're we're probably going to do a spinoff show with uh, coach big hour with Dalvin nine report. Okay. Probably in the off season. Yeah. We'll we, we, we got a variety, Coach Big Variety Show or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, let's if if you insist, Nick, we'll get back to uh, talking talking Niner baseball here. Um, <laughs> just looking at last <laughs> last week, Coach um, uh, took two out of three from Western Kentucky. Uh, had one one game uptown uh, at nice uh, Truist Field. And then Tuesday, we got to play at another minor league park in, in Kannapolis. Talk a little bit about last week's um, last week's effort from um, from your point of view. Well, it's um, you know, anytime you're playing Conference USA, it's such a good league, and it's so competitive, top to bottom. I I, I really do think if you look at the scores from last week and seeing that everybody's either two and one or one and two, like nobody swept, nobody got swept. I think you're going to see, even in our league, it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be even tougher this year. Um, but playing in playing in Uptown is really special. I mean, you know, for me personally, just being a Charlottean and growing up here, like anytime you get to play in Uptown, that that's that's kind of it's kind of like the best of the best. Um, and that just you know, when I was a kid, there was no real like Uptown Charlotte. Nobody came to Uptown Charlotte. That was before the Panthers got here. That was '91. 92. Um, and so seeing how Uptown grew with the Panthers and then watching, you know, I remember, you know, Pat McCrory and the, you know, revitalization in Uptown and, you know, all the things going on. And then I'm moving back, I'm in college and I'm, I'm moving back and I'm coaching away and I'm moving back. And 
you know, oh, there's going to be a minor league ballpark. The Knights, you know, I used to go to the old Knights Castle and watch Jim Tomey, you know, drop nukes. Him and Sam Horn just crush balls, right? Like tear down the wall. And every time you go to Fort Mill, you're like, man, it'd be great if the ballpark was like nothing against, you know, Fort Mill, but it was great if the ballpark would be in Uptown. And so, you know, when it finally got built, you're like, holy cow, this is going to be great. And then you see it, it, you know, it, it makes you feel, I mean, for me, it makes me feel like I'm 15 years old and I'm, you know, I'm going to watch, you know, big league ball for me, you know, get swirl ice cream and a, you know, and a little baseball hat. That's, uh, so yeah, that, it's, that's one of those, the uptown ballpark for me and, and seeing our guys get to compete in that setting and to be on that field. Um, it's pretty awesome. Um, it really is. And, you know, Western Tugs has got a good club. They, they've got some really talented offensive players and I, you know, they've got some pieces on the mound that, they matched up really well and they did some good things against us on Friday night. Um, and then just seeing the way our guys battled on Saturday and the way they battled on Sunday, I think says a lot about our club, uh, you know, and we've got, we've got, we've got a really good team, but it's going to be, it's going to be tough every single weekend and every single time with the schedule that we play. Um, Canapolis on Tuesday, that was my first time. So being in Canapolis cause two years ago, or sorry, last year, Canapolis, um, I had, I was contact traced, so I didn't get to, oh. I didn't get to be at that game again. I was watching on TV and following you guys on Twitter. Um, so because I was contact traced, I, I wasn't there. So that was my first time at that ballpark. And that, that place is awesome. Um, what a really neat venue on that side of town. And that was just a lot of fun. You know, I mean, the dugouts are gigantic, the staff, everybody, the staff at, Staff at Truist, the staff, you know, at Canapolis Cannonballers. I mean, everybody's so welcoming and hospitable. It's just a good time. And, you know, you could definitely, you know, one thing about Canapolis is before the game, I mean, you could tell when the popcorn was being made because it smelled like it was in the dugout. And then you could tell when the bratwurst were going on the grill because, I mean, there was a big part of me that thought about running up there and getting one with, like, sauerkraut all over it. But, um yeah, so it was good. And anytime you get to play an in-state rival like Campbell, and Campbell's got a they they've had a ton of success. They're always competitive. Coach Hare does a great job there. But anytime you get to play, you know, another in-state school, that you know it it means something. You know, and it's important. Every game's important. So that was a blast. You know, I the, I'm a Charlotte guy like you, um, Garinger High School class '96. Uh, but I'm a K Town guy now. Oh and, yeah. I, I yeah we're Kevin and I are both Cabco guys these days and um, I love 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 that ballpark in Canapolis. Um, nothing well, actually I started to say nothing against the Intimidators ballpark. Yes, everything against the Intimidators ballpark. That place was was it not it wasn't the same. No, no, no. Well, we so did. I haven't, I haven't even been around where the ballpark is in Canapolis. So, like, I've got to, I've got to, you know, get away for an evening and come up there and like go to dinner, like right by the ballpark, because I hear great things about it. I think we can probably make that happen. There's, yeah. there's some, there's some spots up there, and they're getting ready to open up some even more spots up there. Um, K Town is is on the rebound, and it's it's a great turnaround story because. Um, I mean, if, if you remember where the mill was and, and all that, and when the mill shut down, you know, I, I tell people, you know, there are lots of towns that had mills 
Mm-hmm. Kannapolis was not a, a, a town that had a mill. It was a mill that had a town. And when it shut, I mean, they were, they were in real trouble. And the, the rebound that has happened there with, with uh, David Murdoch and, and his efforts and then the Kent to Murdy baseball and, and the cannonballers have come in um, the, the city of Kannapolis bought its own downtown. That's, that's how that started. The, the city okay. bought its own downtown to redevelop. It. Um, and it's just, it's fantastic. I am, I, I love, I'm, I'm at home down there. That's, you know, truest. Okay. You know, it's, I, I get it, but, but K town's like my living room, man. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Room. I mean, I just like, when we were riding the bus into it, it was, I mean, probably my first time in Kannapolis in a long, long, long time, you know, and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've seen pictures, but this, this is awesome. Everything around it was great. Like this is really good. So. Yeah. And they're about to build a, a, a complex out there in right field where that fence was up. That's, that's uh-huh. going to be a, a brewery and a restaurant and a hotel and apartments. It's all in one. And it's. Seems like they're going to make it a little bit like the Greenville drive. Yeah. Carolina. Kind of like that. Yeah, I think that's fair. And the the other thing that Kevin and I got excited about is, um, you know, Major League Baseball did away with the minor league names for the for the leagues, okay. but they brought them back. So what what was it called last year, Kevin? Was it lo, Low A Southeast? Low A, yeah, Low A Southeast League. Well, now it's, which, well, what are we going back to, Kevin? Sally? Well, now it's going to be the Carolina League. The Carolina League is back. Carolina League? Carolina League. And the, that, that's got to be fired the, up. Yeah. yeah. All the leagues are get their names back. The California League, the International League, the Sally League. All those, all the names are coming back. So, the, well, that's good. Yeah. They were the Sally League before. Low A, low a around right. here was Sally League. But, but now they're going to be the Carolina League. And so it just gives me even more excuses to pull up Bull Durham and watch it again. Yeah. Who, mm-hmm. who wouldn't love that? All right, so producer Brad is 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 feeding me information about how long we've been going, and we're we're just we're just blowing through. This is and and, and let's face it, we 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 don't we could just keep going. In, in fact, yeah, oh, we could. In fact, we're getting a little. The, the folks up in Arden are now starting to coach you a little bit, Toby. Some coming in the chat. The uh, the chat here is okay. that um, the 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 Arden contingent wishes you would be would open up a little more and would share a little more. Um, don't, don't be so shy. Um, so, so, you know, take that as advice, take that under advisement and work on it. But we, we gotta, we gotta get you guys, you and you and uh, actually, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about Tyler getting, getting his beauty rest. Um, we're going to talk about, uh, let's talk about old dominion a little bit here before, before we, yeah. we turn in. Um, what time do you guys get in the ballpark tomorrow? Great question. Coach Simmons probably knows. Hang on. I've got a I've got a like an extremely detailed itinerary here. Tomorrow. We depart at three. We'll get to the ballpark at 335. All right. Rock and roll. Let's go. Tell us, tell us what tell us what we can look for. Uh we we've talked about Old Dominion some. Um they've got a ton of returners. Um they're, they're gonna be tough. T- talk to us about Old Dominion first before you go. Yeah, so um it's going to be an older lineup. Uh, they've got the ability. They've got the ability to score a lot of runs. Uh, you know, 
I think they've got I think they've got everybody back from the lineup last year, including guys that you know played in one of three games, but but mostly everybody's back. Um, the the left handed starter, the guy that we're going to see game one, can really pitch. He can change speeds, and they've got a number of left handers that can they can you know with velocity coming out of the pen, they can match up right left a lot of different times. So. You know, if and when the bullpen, be, you know, comes into the game, they've got the ability to match up left and right a good bit. Um, and so that'll be that'll be a really good challenge. Um, and and offensively, they can hit. They can really hit They're, You know, they coach Finwood does a great job um, with their entire team, as do their assistants. And they're well coached. Um, they're physical. Um, they're an older group. So they've been around the block. They've, you know, they played in a regional last year. Um you know, and we just have a ton of respect for them, for their team, for the way they play, for the way they're coached. It's, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a great challenge. Um, and they're, they're a really good group. So it's going to be a fun weekend. All right. So let's see game times tomorrow night, 6 PM, um, three o'clock on Sunday and one o'clock. I mean, three o'clock on Saturday, forgive me, uh, and one o'clock on Sunday. All of those games, I meant to check this here. Let's see. Um, conference USA TV. Are they on conference? Thank you, Kevin. Conference USA TV. Yes. Yeah. So if you've got a subscription to that, um, jump on and, and check that out. Cost? What does that cost? I got to figure that out. 11. I got I to gotta subscribe for my mom so she can watch. She was texting me while we were on the bus ride today. She's like, hey, it's, uh, give me the code. 11 bucks a month. 11 bucks a month? 11 okay. bucks a month for okay. a couple more months. Yeah, for – now, I don't know. I don't – yeah, it does have a watch link. So Old Dominion must provide a broadcast, but you can also – you don't have to pay anything to listen to to our broadcast. So if you want to, okay. if you want to, if you want to hear um, Joe Templin call the game uh, on the, um, that's totally free. But if you yeah. want Old Dominion's video stream, it's yeah, it's like eleven ninety five a month, I think. Yeah, I think my mom's gonna want to watch it. She she wants to watch. Um, you guys did some broadcasting in the fall through y'all's Twitch account. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did we did the. Um, we did the Ontario Blue Jays, and uh, we did the um, the Walter State game. Is that all we did, Kevin? Was there no? no we oh, or, or do we do a green? Do we do a green white game? Oh, you. Yeah, I think you did. It. Sorry, you were talking about the weekend. I wasn't trying to get you off topic. I just no, it's all right. It's all right. We're 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 wrapping up here. This is okay. this is good. Now, now, Coach Big uh, Woody said he listened, went back and listened to our broadcast uh, a little bit. Did, did you have an opportunity to do that? I, I need to do that. I have not had the opportunity, to do it, but I would like to. I would like to. I oh, what he said, he went and watched us call the game. Oh yeah, he, he no, said I he, you guys call the game. He, 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 he loves he loves getting our perspective. He loves getting our perspective on things. I, yeah, <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great. You know what we yeah. ought to do is we ought to we ought to all call a Canapolis Cannonballers game. That's what oh we well. We, here's what we need to do. I mean, that's Trevor Wilts. That's Trevor Wilts thing. So it's just all of us in the booth with Trevor. Yeah. I don't see why that can't be arranged. We're, we're talking like, you know, we're talking overseas affairs, right? We're talking, you know, history, baseball, philosophy, all wrapped into one ball game. 
I think what you mean is is we would turn that game into Mystery Science Theater 3000. Sounds yeah, it sounds like fun. <laughs> especially if I can, especially if that means I get I get free bratwurst at Canapolis because those things I was I was dying to have one like about 30 minutes before the game. Well, hey, this summer when you're not on the road recruiting, coach, you're welcome to come <laughs> enjoy enjoy a pregame beverage at old armor brewery and then we'll go into the into the ballpark and have some broth sounds like yeah fun. you come on up i'm sure i'm sure you guys we probably need to wrap this up because you guys i know you guys got to work tomorrow morning i'm not working tomorrow no i'm hitting the road man brad brad's working brad's always working <laughs> man, man. Matt, Maddie and I are hitting the road in the morning, dude. We got the camper loaded up. We're headed for Norfolk. That's it, man. Yes. Hey, and, and you know what? I mean, one of the things, one of the things about Norfolk, and they really do, like last year, I remember on Sunday, like they had a really good crowd. They had the grill going down the right field line. Everybody was sitting in lawn chairs. So, you know, hopefully we have some good weather this weekend to watch, you know, two really good teams battle it out. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get it. All right, folks. Uh, this is two weeks in a row. We're not out of time. We're we're just producer Brad. The the clock has just exploded. We're all out of time. Look for this podcast wherever you happen to find your podcast, like Coach Big does. Make sure to subscribe in order to be notified of new content. You can find us on social media. We're all over Twitter. We are all over Twitter. Some Facebook, some Instagram. Still not on TikTok. Still not going on TikTok. Reach out anytime you'd like. We'd love hearing from you guys. If you're old-fashioned like us, just say hello at the ballpark. Big thanks to Cam Fisher for spending some time with us tonight. For Kevin, producer Brad, and Coach Bick, this has been Nick, and we're going to see you at the Hayes. Go Niners. Go Niners.